0: Now, uh, that sound you got on your cell phone today, and we all got it today. Uh, alert the control that this government and the world can have. Uh, the big uh, G's, uh, the summit that all these world leaders had last week to spend $100 billion trying to figure out how to have a one world currency. Well, that's just Bible in the end days. There'll be one world religion, one world currency. And uh, friend, i tell you what, we're going to be looked at as odd people. I'll guarantee it. The Bible says in this chapter 24, we've already been there. And as he sat, verse 3, he sat on the Mount of Olives. Disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be and the sign of thy coming in the end of the world. You see that end of the world in verse number 6 and verse number 13, verse number 14, and 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 the disciples heard about this into the world. They're all questioned, what that's all about. Can you imagine? Here's Jesus sitting. They're on the hillside. They're looking down at the temple site. They're looking over the city, and and he begins to teach them. And he teaches them these things that we've already covered, and how there'll be betrayal, and there'll be false gods and false prophets. And because of them, the Bible says. Verse 12, the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Even God's people's hearts will get cold. Then we brought in the, the, uh, the, the abomination, verse 15, of desolation. And, uh, and then uh, verse 21, there shall be a great tribulation. Such a world is not seen. And there was uh, seven, or excuse me, three, seven dr- judgments, 21 judgments altogether. We saw in verse 27, the lightning cometh. Lightning is quick. Verse 29, immediately the tribulation of those days. And we spent time uh, looking at the revelation. The last week we saw, or a couple weeks ago, uh, the illustration of verse 32, the fig tree. And when it's beginning to, it's branches coming out and, and all this, uh, uh, it's it, it summer's nigh. And he, he compared it to the days of Noah, verse 37 and 38. What were they doing? They were eating, drinking, and marrying, giving in marriage, big party life. So even our churches become, if we're not careful. And then um, we covered through the end of the chapter. Tonight we pick it up in chapter number 25. We'll go quickly to Revelation, but stay right here. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto two virgins. The kingdom. Almost any church you speak of in America today will say things like this, and it's wrong theology. What are you doing for the kingdom? That's not even theology. We are not living in the kingdom age. We are living in the church age. And and so many folks, let's, what are you doing for the kingdom? The, thy kingdom come. It's coming, but it's not here. Kingdom will be on planet earth, but we'll come back after the rapture. We'll see that tonight. In fact, he introduces two illustrations. And before we go to Revelation, maybe we'll just stop right here and we'll look at these. It should be like ten, uh, ten virgins, which took their lamps. Five of them were wise, and five were what? Verse 2. And they that were foolish took, no, uh, uh, took their lamps, but no oil in them. Wait a minute. In the, tri- in the, in the uh, tribulation time, people will get saved. Not if you've heard the gospel like we're hearing it tonight. You'll be sent, the Bible says, Second Thessalonians 2:11 into strong delusion. You'll believe a lie. You'll explain this thing. UFOs took those people away. You'll get all wound up, but you'll not turn to God because your heart will become stoned. You'll reject. Our pride is such an evil thing. But even in the millennial which is going to see, we'll see tonight, it's a 1,000 year reign of Christ, babies will be born, they'll be children. And people will have to make a decision. That's why he closes this out. I hope I can get to it tonight. If not, we'll get it after the Lord's table. They'll have an opportunity. But the Bible begins to give this illustration of 10 virgins. Five had oil, five did not. What is oil? Oil in the Bible is a type of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and And the Holy Spirit, the Bible says in Romans 8, 9, if you have not the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, you're not of His. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes, 1 Corinthians 12, and dwells, lives within you. That's why He dwells with, you'll never get more of the Holy Spirit, but He can get more of us. That's why we empty ourselves that He might fill us. Be not drunk with wine, Ephesians 5, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. As I empty out my pride, my self-will, my flesh, my, all that, that I want my way, it's my way or the highway, uh, my opinionated spirit uh, that I, 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 you know, I have to watch out for number one. When I empty that out, I am a vessel that can be filled with the Spirit of God. And when I have the Spirit of God, and these people that don't have any oil, very obvious, and he's going to give us another illustration to prove it, uh, they're not saved they know not Christ notice what the bible says and while the bridegroom tarried they slumbered and slept and at midnight there came a cry behold the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him and all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps it's amazing it's virgin because the a woman is compared to the church throughout the word of god and of course in the book of ephesians chapter 5 they and then all uh, those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said unto the wise give us your oil for our lamps are gone out. I've written in my Bible right there, it's too late. You can ask for all the oil for your lamp if you want in that moment. It's just too late. You missed out. Not all, I like what I read of one author one time, not all professing Christians, not all professing Christians are going to this wedding. Many sit in our churches without Jesus Christ. They have no knowledge of Jesus Christ. Look what the Bible says. But the wise answer say, not so. There be not enough for us and you, but go yourselves and sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. You missed out. And afterwards, they came one to another, Lord, Lord, opened us. I imagine that's how it is with the ark. I wonder when we see the ark one day, if there's claw marks, if there's hatchets or whatever they had, stones that tried to get in. The the ark, I was invited years ago by a a United States astronaut, and they found the ark, and they know it's there in Turkey. And of course, we saw a few weeks ago that Turkey and... um, Iran and Iraq, the Euphrates goes through that and God's going to freeze, uh, God's going to empty that out and the armies of the east, uh, which would be China and Iraq and Iran and Turkey in the east, they're going to come and invade the city of Jerusalem. They're going to fight against our Lord. And here, the Lord, Lord, open to us. And he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, knowing not, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour where the Son of Man cometh. Then he begins this, this word again, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. This is church age. This is not kingdom. He's teaching them what's going to happen is as a man traveling in a far country who, who uh, called his own servants and delivered them to his goods. and He gave one five talents and talents are, are up, uh, gifts and opportunities to serve God. Gave one five, five talents, another two, another one. Every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. And when he that received the five talents went and traded them the same, he made the other five. Likewise, he that received two gained the other two. And he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid the Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of the servants cometh and reckoned to him. And so he that received the five talents came and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained besides them all five more. And his Lord said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And by the way, when God gives us abilities at your salvation, he gave you the gift of the Holy Spirit, but he also gifted you there. We've studied in the di- times past, a year ago, uh, nine gifts of the Spirit. The gift of teaching as salvation. God may have given you the gift of teaching. You're going to have to discover that. And you have to let people that are sound and and agent in the ministry uh, be able to authenticate. It's very obvious you have the gift of teaching. Don't try to be a teacher if you're not a teacher. Well, I like that position. Well, you may like it all you want, but if you don't have the gift of teaching, you have no business standing up and teaching. There's a gift of helps. Oh, so many in this church have the gift of helps. There's a gift of giving. God's blessed you with the ability to earn and just keep dumping it into the ministry. Everyone here has a gift or gifts. I wish I had them all, but I don't believe anybody has them all. But you have a gift and probably have gifts. Are you using it for God? Can I tell you right now, and this is an exceptional church, but most Christians in America are not using any of their gifts for God. They don't, they don't even know what they are. And preachers have gone, oh, we go over it every couple of years. I go, here's the gifts of the Spirit. Here's what, you, here's what God has given to us. The gift of faith. That's a gift. Now, you can increase your faith, and God says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God the gift. So you can have wisdom, and God can increase it. God can increase your faith as we begin to trust Him. Do you know your gift? Are you using your gift? Uh, w- remember, it, it talks about if you're a foot, be a foot. If you're a hand, be a hand. If you're an eye, be an eye. I, I, I'm upset. I'm a foot because nobody sees me. I'm in these shoes. They stink, and nobody sees my toes. I want to. I want to have a hand ministry that everybody sees my hand. No, you want to do what God wants you to do. You want to fulfill what God has for your life. But the average Christian in America is doing nothing for God. We're told that I would have the stat before me today that 90% go to he- heaven never having won a soul to Jesus Christ. Never told anybody. How do you have such good news? You never try to tell it. And here they have all these gifts and the Bible talents. The Lord said, well done. And, uh, and, and he said, you gave me two talents, verse 22. And his Lord said, well done, uh, thou good and faithful servant. This is a key phrase. I will make thee ruler over many things. He says in 21, I'll make thee ruler. This is what age? Millennial re- reign of Christ. And we will, the Bible says, well, I, I can tell I'm not going to get it. We'll, we'll finish it up here in the weeks to follow. God's going to let us to r- rule as kings and priests on planet earth with him. We will have authority. Somebody here undoubtedly will be the mayor of Santa Clara. And you'll lead in righteousness, the Bible says. Won't that be a day? For a thousand year reign. Now look what the Bible says. And the one, verse 24, which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not sown. I was afraid. Fear causes us to lose opportunities. And he was afraid. He's not, this Lord was not an evil, hard man. It's amazing how we blame the next person for our rejection of God. And he blames God. God, you know, I know you're hard. You, you deal, you know, for God's so loved. God, our God's a loving. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked, slothful servant. I know he's talking about a the Lord there. Thou, thou oughtest to have, have put my money to exchange then my, my coming I should have received my usury. Take, therefore the talent which ye have given, and given unto him I had 10 talents. And cast the unprofitable simmer, uh, servant under, out of darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing teeth. Now wait, okay, I, I, I've stayed here too long, but now we get to verse number 31. At this Olivet discourse, our Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus is going to come again, the judgments of the nations. And the Bible says, when the Son of Man shall come in glory, and the holy angels with them, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And the Bible says, shall se- and, and gather all nations, and he shall separate them one from another. Watch it, as a shepherd divideth the sheep. From the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Sheep, this is during the tribulation, people become sheep. They become saved. And and, and then there's goats that have the religion of the world. And the one world religion we saw last week that comes out of the seven hills on Rome. And in Rome, that will be the head. All the kings of the earth, all the presidents of the earth will work politically and religiously with Rome, one world government, one world religion, and there will be sheep and goats. Watch it. And he shall put the sheep on the right hand, the goats on the left, and the king shall say unto them on the right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Uh, these, these sheep, because the 144,000 Jewish missionaries at the rapture of the church, planet Earth, 144,000 Jews will trust Christ and they'll become missionaries, soul winners, to win people of Christ. Somehow, they will not receive the mark of the beast. Somehow, I don't know how, we're not told, because they don't have the ability to buy or sell because of the mark of the beast, on the forehand or forehead, they will be in hiding. Sometimes, perhaps, uh, some speculate that um, some Jews might get very concerned from them and sneak them food and get nourishment to them. They might live off of whatever they can in the land and animals and, and whatever they can find and sneak for food. Of course, we know that many that are going to get saved in the tribulation will die. And I've quoted it so much, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude of all nations and kingdoms and people and tongues stood before the throne, before the Lamb. Whence, whose are these and whence came they? These are they that have come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes. and They were martyrs made him white in the blood of the Lamb. Oh yes, but apparently some sheep will escape. Apparently some of these sheep will be alive during the tribulation. They will not be martyred. And when Jesus comes back again he's going to separate on his right hand the sheep. Sheep are always belonging to God in the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Uh, he compares us in John 10 as we're the she- he's the shepherd we are the sheep and then there's the goats the goats are the heathen and the Gentile nations that have rejected Christ oh they went through some religious ordinance so these people are confused they said because he said for I was a and you gave me meat I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you took me in naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and he visited me. I was in prison, and came to me. And they're, they're, what did we do this? They said, when, and the righteous answered him, saying, Lord, when saw we hungered and fed thee, Our thirst, and gave thee drink? And we saw thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came to thee? And the king, here's the answer, shall answer and say, Verily I say unto you, insomuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, these tribulation saints, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them, to the left hand, Depart from me. He's obviously speaking about the sheep. And he said, You made it through the tribulation and you, you gave a cup of water in my name. As you were doing this for these Jews and for these Christians that trusted, it was like you were doing it unto me. It's a marvelous thought. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Revelation, chapter 20, please. This is the kingdom age in chapter 20. And I saw an angel. This, you say, well, Jesus is not an angel. Well, this has to be Jesus. Jesus took the form of an angel in chapter 8, verse 3, chapter 10, verse 1. And the Bible says, I saw an angel come down from where? Heaven. Having the key to the bottomless pit. Turn with me to chapter 1 of Revelation, verse 18. Who has the keys to the bottomless pit? Revelation 1.18 tells us who it is. Verse 17 says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet and laid his right hand upon me and said, fear not, I am the first and the last. Who's the first and the last? Alpha and Omega. Who is that? Jesus, exactly. And I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Very important, we go back to chapter 20 we understand this is Jesus. And what's Jesus gonna do as he comes back? He's gonna bind Satan. He'll bind Satan for 1,000 years. Now, there's an evil trinity. Remember the evil trinity? Part of the trinity, the evil trinity, has already been dealt with in chapter 19, verse 20. And the beast was taken... And the false prophet, which wrought miracles before him, which he deceived them, received the mark of the beast, and them that worshiped the image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. But Satan has not yet been dealt with. Two parts of the evil trinity. And we see it today. People, can you, I, can, I, how in the world? If you would have told me four years ago that we would believe that it's right to mutilate the body of a child and to begin to transgender them in elementary school and 11-year-olds begin to have surgeries and transgender, not in America. Who would, that's abuse. I mean, my goodness, that's going to prison. Well, We've got people up in Washington, D.C. declaring, uh, you're not fit to be a parent if you don't allow your children to make this decision. It's not your business. It's a child's business to make this decision. Well, it's blasphemy of God because God never made 67 genders like they're telling us. In the beginning, God created male and female, created he them. It's all blasphemy against God. That's why climate change is such a joke because we saw God sends the frost, he sends the rain, he sends the snow, he sends the earthquake, God sends it all. But it, what, what, what man does understand, uh, Revelation chapter number 6 through 18, this whole place is coming apart with climate. Man thinks he's so smart he can hold back. You know what I'm... Uh, I wonder who would we write? What climate? T- I'd like to have a very, very, here in the Silicon Valley, white Christmas this year. Amen. Who could we write to tell them we want a white Christmas? Because we're in charge of climate. Fools think we're in charge. We can change genders. We can change climate. We can ch- and I'm not saying abuse the cl- the, uh, this planet Earth. Uh, it's being abused because it's in the whole hands of the wicked one first John chapter number 4 and 5 So what's Jesus going to do? He laid hold verse 2. Let's read it together. Ready? And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan and bound him. In the next six verses you're going to find 1000 years six times. God's dealing with is in the kingdom age and in the kingdom the evil trinity will all be removed. There'll no, be no beast. There'll be no false prophet, religious leader. Uh, there, there will be. There'll, there'll be no Satan running loose. Be, you're, you're, uh, be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, who may, may devour. They'll, they'll be. They'll, they'll, they'll not be false religion. God, God destroyed. Rome, Romanism, in chapter 16. He destroyed the kings of the earth that the Bible said fornicated, union, made a union with all the leaders of the world economically. He will destroy the kingdoms of the world. Why? He is coming to establish his kingdom. That's why we pray, thy kingdom come. God's kingdom is coming. We are not in the kingdom age. And so he binds Satan the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the disobedience and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and sealed him upon that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years be fulfilled. Watch it now. And After that, he must be loosed a little season. Why, Why would Jesus, after a thousand years, allow, allow him to be loosed? For a season. Why in the world? Well, it's very obvious. People will know they have to trust a Savior during the millennium. But they're gonna have to be confronted more with the opportunity of a Savior. They also have a free will. You don't get a get out of jail card free in the millennium, there's gonna be a choice, and He'll lose them. I'm going to choose Jesus, or I'm going to choose Satan. The world today is choosing Satan. And you say, well, how after a thousand years will they choose Satan over it? How after 2,000 years will we choose Satan over what we have today? The Bible says, and I saw thrones. ha, 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 ha. And they that sat upon them. Mayor Chris Finnera of Santa Clara. I saw thrones. Mayor Galen Bridgman of San Jose. Given them, I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast. This was tribulation neither the image nor received the mark in the foreheads or in their hands. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. That's the unsaved. This is the first resurrection. Blessed are the holy, which hath his part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God in Christ and shall reign a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And they shall go out to deceive the nations that are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog. That's referring back to Russia. They've been known as that. And the Bible says, when they went up to the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about, and that beloved city fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceiveth was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they shall be tormented day and night forever." Now we're out of time, but I'm going to stop there because next week's the Lord's Table. And then the following, we're Missions Conference. Then I have two lessons because I'm going to stop right here. We have to get to the great white throne, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne judgment. We will not stand at that judgment. We've already been at the Bema seat judgment of Christ. It's wonderful th- thrill to see. I-, I want you to go back to... Boy, I- Uh, Can you go back to 19, chapter 19? You have the four hallelujahs. Hallelujah is the same in all languages. All languages say hallelujah the same. Every country says it the same. Hallelujah or hallelujah. And you see it in chapter 19, verse 1, and verse 3, and verse number 4, and verse number 6. There's thundering. There's things going on. Uh, we're, We're getting ready for Jesus to come, the second coming of Christ. Verse 11 and I saw heaven open, the white horse, and he that sat upon him, what has to be Jesus, is called Faithful, True, Righteous. His eyes were a flame of fire, his head were many crowns, and he had the name written uh, that no man knew but himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed. And we remember that, that he's king, and, and he's now coming to rule with a rod of He's coming to be And the Bible says, verse 17, I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the thousands in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together in the supper of the great God. We are on the brink of eternity. The rapture of the church, seven-year tribulation on planet Earth, the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven, the beam of seat judgment, of Christ not judged for our sins but judged for the works that we did for his name's sake and he honors us with crowns and we'll cast our crowns Revelation chapter 5 at his feet and say thou art worthy we don't, are not worthy of crowns and he'll be receiving every crown or we'll suffer loss and it's a shame so many Christians will suffer loss maybe I've preached in the flesh not the power of God Maybe I've served in the flesh and pride, not the touch of God. Maybe you taught Sunday school in yourself, and I know we've all, uh, you know, are not perfect, but if it's a way of life, something's wrong. Pastor said we need more bus drivers. Well, well something's wrong with our church. Nobody else volunteers. What about you? We got some ladies right now getting their bus license. Thank God for you, ladies. I could drive a bus, someone says, well then drive, pick up those boys, I can go door knocking and visit people, I could tell the good news, I could teach a Sunday school class, well I'm just good with adults, I used to have that when I was young here, 40, almost 50 years ago, I'd have people say, I want an adult Sunday school class, I, said, I got a boys class for you, fifth grade, I'm not good with kids, I always said the same, if you're not good with kids, you're certainly are not good with adults. God's gift, are we using it? We're running out of time because the kingdom is coming and we'll set up a kingdom with God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.